You are a funny little man, Bill Petrie. Well, <laughs> I am who I am. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this very special pre-Thanksgiving holiday edition right. of Unscripted with me, I'm Bill Petrie, and my good pal from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I actually uh, I played pickup basketball last night for the first time in like five years, and so I'm a little more sore than normal, but other than that, I'm okay. I, I uh, bet you used some muscles you didn't even remember you had. <laughs> no, it was, uh, and there was no muscle memory, but uh, how are you, man? I'm doing great. It's been a good week and uh, ready to broadcast at a high level with you. And you know, if you're running a distributorship in the promotional products industry, and I think a lot of our listeners are, if you want to do something else at an extraordinarily high level, you need to partner with CommonSkew. Yep. We've, we've talked about it. They're good friends of ours. And when you feel, you know, one of the things I, I like about CommonSkew, a lot of people feel like they've outgrown using their product search tool to run their business. A lot of people just simply use their product search tool to do that. And you need to get with CommonSkew because it's a powerful way to run your business. It also ties in with every major product search tool. So there's no mm. duplicate entry. It really is the best of all worlds. So if you haven't given CommonSkew a try, and it's free. Again, yep. they don't charge for you to get, get a free trial on this. Go to CommonSkew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, will they be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. I am a user of Common Skew, and uh, it's one of those things that you live in the platform, and it makes a big difference in your business. And that's a big positive difference in your business. Absolutely. Excellent. Kirby, well, I want to always, as always, thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me. Are you ready to broadcast at a platinum level today? I am going to do my best to keep up with you, bro. I have no doubt. All right, Kirby, do you have a topic you want to start us off with today? Yeah, I, and this is, it's funny, it's its not industry related, but I think it's somewhat related in the sense that uh, it's broadcasting related. So, oh. so um, I know you're not a big consumer of the ESPN product, Um but uh, I, every morning on the treadmill, get on and, and watch Mike and Mike in the morning. Um, that would be Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick, if memory serves me properly. That is 100% correct. And so they had make an, made an announcement earlier this year that they were going to end the run of that show. And so this week they've been um, kind of – this is the last week of the them doing okay. the Mike and Mike. And uh, it was one of those things where they, um, they are 18 years in. 18 years in of doing a uh, morning talk show host four hours a day. And I just, I guess you and I are big proponents of consistency. And it is, it is fascinating to me that the, the impact that two guys um, who I honestly seem like really nice guys and have had on people's lives by being consistently in front of things. And because of that, I'm sure they've had some shitty shows but man, they've had to do. They've gotten to do some cool things, and it's because they show up every day. And so, I didn't know if you knew about that or if you had any thoughts about the I, I, end of Mike and Mike. I did. So, uh, to me, the end. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of ESPN. I did when I lived in New York in the early 2000s. Um, I would listen to Mike and Mike on occasion, and, and they put on a good broadcast. Uh, Greenberg tends to, you know, 
his voice tends to be like a cheese grater on my spinal cord. <laughs> but I always thought they were a good pair in terms of broadcasting together. I thought they played off well. And an 18-year run in the radio business is almost unheard of. Right. So for them to achieve the level of success that they've had in for as consistently long as they've had, is, is very impressive. I do know a little bit about this story, though, but because my understanding, and you may know this better than I do, apparently those two have had a big falling out off the air. That okay. They do not speak at all really? off the air now. I, I've read that in several articles that, for whatever reason, I think something to do with the way Mike Greenberg wanted to leave the show and he didn't communicate it very well to Mike Golick. It sounds like a whole uh, Kelly Ripa thing from <laughs> you know about a year ago, but I, I, my understanding is that they've had a falling out, and for them to continue to broadcast like they are, and you or listeners not even be aware of that uh, falling out is really a testament to their level of professionalism and consistency because they do show up every day. Yeah, and so, like I said, anybody who can do anything at that high of a level for eighteen years or fifteen years or ten years. You know, we're, we've been doing this about a year and a half, and it yeah. feels like we've been doing it a lot longer, and I mean that in the best sense of the word. It's a very natural thing. I don't have to give it a lot of thought. It's very comfortable. It's just like talking to my friend. But the thought of us doing this for 18 years is unfathomable to me. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. It, multiply that times like five. Right, because they do it every day. Exactly. It's just it – is, uh, it is a crazy accomplishment. But I also – again, I keep coming back to um, – the lesson for me in this is for those who are thinking about creating content, those who are thinking about trying to do it um, to build their business, is think about the early days of, of, you know, when they started doing this, sports talk was not what it is today. No. And so to, to stick through those times where you're like, what the hell am I doing? And to, to, to say, look, the way to be successful is to show up every single day. And so I, I, I felt like there was something there. No, there is, and and they've like I said, they've done a tremendous job over the course of their career. And I think what's interesting, you touched on consistencies in terms of content marketing. We've had this conversation actually internally at Promo Corner. Do we put out uh, new content on holidays? Mm. And my response was, oh, hell yes, we do. <laughs> and I, I got some quizzical looks, and my comment was, look, People consume content all the time. Think about your typical family Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Starts out great, but after a while, everybody kind of gets a little tired of each other. They're looking <laughs> at their phones more. If there's any day to push out content, it's probably on a holiday because people spend more time on their phones. So you know, we consistently do that. You and I have always preached the consistency of the message and the timing of that message. So I, I think that goes a long way. And Certainly a testament to Mike and Mike and ESPN for doing that. So who is? do you know who's taking over for them? Is Golik continuing on? Because I know yeah. Greenberg's leaving the show. Yeah, so Trey Wingo is going to jump in. Um, Trey is a guy who's on yep. NFL, uh, the NFL shows. Yep. And they, they've been starting to transition this, and uh, it, it, Trey's a good guy, and I like him. But I will say that the rhythm – and again, 18 years will do this, sure. that Greenberg and Golik have, that's going to be tough to match because, you know, it's it's hard not to talk over each other. It's hard to do it in a way that is conversational. So it'll be interesting. It might be a better choice for ESPN to have Golik do something else and try some something completely different in the morning. Yeah. Because it's never going to measure up. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, cool. All right. So I've got something slightly industry-related. Okay. Industry-related. So I I don't know if you recall this, but there was a fad earlier this summer with a product called Fidget Spinners. Are you familiar with this? Uh, really? I, I yes. It's brand new to me. Yes, I have heard of that. So Target, one of my favorite stores, has stopped selling fidget spinners. Okay. Are you aware of this? No, I did not know this. Yeah. Would you like to know why they've stopped selling the fidget spinner? I would love to hear this. My thought would have been that they stopped selling them because it's a stupid product and nobody buys them. (laughs) But actually, they've stopped selling them because there are concerns with the high amount of lead in the vast majority of the fidget spinners. Oh, jeez. So... I wonder if an industry, and we've talked about, or as an industry, and we've talked about product safety and the importance of product safety, if in the rush to be part of a fad, product safety went out the window. Mm. And and now now our industry distributors and suppliers now at risk because maybe there is a high amount of lead in some of the fidget spinners that have been sold. So it's a great concern and a great, I'm glad you brought it up. It's a really good topic. The question I guess I would have. You're damn right it's a good topic. I brought it up. (laughs) I always love it when you do that. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think that's where, um, at least from my eyes, it's, it's interesting. We sort of, as a company, um, my wife kind of leading the charge, we were like, uh, we don't know that we want to get on that bandwagon because we were concerned with safety. And in talks with several of our, you know, the, the suppliers that are ahead of the curve on the safety piece, we had discussions with them about it. And they were like, no, we've actually gone through the, the, the testing and we're super comfortable with the safety levels. And so um, I don't know, but I will say that I think it's, it's a perfect example of um, wanting to work with suppliers who are proactive and being cognizant of those discussions. My question to it would really be is I just don't know what target went through. Maybe they were the part. And again, I'm not saying they were, or they weren't, but you know, were they really, um, trying to beat the curve on this and get, um, in front of it and try and take advantage of that fad. Um, my hope is that, uh, many of the suppliers and certainly they can weigh in on this better than I can. Sure. Um, you know, those who are QCA approved and those who really spend the time, maybe, you know, that's yet another example of why you want to work with people like that. Yeah, no, certainly no question. And I, and I don't know if they got the target, got their fidget spinners from the same place. A lot of <laughs> our, uh, you know, supplier friends did, but thought it was just very interesting that, Ooh, yeah, we shouldn't have put that out there because it's as dangerous as a licking lead paint. <laughs> well, you know, again, I, I it's so funny because we talk about it because we're not super interested in fidget spinners. But, you know, when I go to even small mom and pop retail shops right now, there are boxes of fidget spinners out there. Now, are those uh, safety tested as much as our industry or, quite frankly, as Target or Walmart or whoever? Uh, my hunch is no. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry to hear that some of your clients have fidget spinners or some places you've been into have fidget spinners because those things will be landfill fodder for the next 15 years. I've never seen a product rise so meteorically and then be so irrelevant so quickly. Yeah. Well, again, I think it was it was the one, and we're living in an age where you know, I think we're more aware to a degree, especially those of us who, quite frankly, think for ourselves – just screamed fad it it was it screamed one hit wonder and so you know from those of us kind of watching going oh well okay but they have no inherent value so we'll see how long that lasts yes we will yes we will all right do you have a topic for us kirby yeah so um i'm gonna 
come back to the idea for, of content a little bit. So, you, you know, of course, you, you know um, better than most. Uh, every week we put out a Delivering Marketing Joy uh, web show. And um, it, I had an interesting experience this past week. So I interviewed um, a couple weeks ago Jeff Hayden who mm-hmm. is absolutely no I know who Hayden is yeah he's a, a he's one of my favorite writers he is one of the leading uh, writers on ink.com LinkedIn if you don't know who he is you should totally go check him out well he's got a new book coming out in January called the motivation myth um, and so I got an opportunity to talk to him about it well I posted it as you know Facebook mm-hmm. and all those places that I do on Wednesdays and uh, LinkedIn is where a lot of times if you post something about Jeff Hayden, it gets a lot of play because right. he has such a following there. Well, I posted it and it kind of was, you know, it wasn't nothing, but it wasn't the kind of um, interest that I was hoping it would garner. And so I actually went back and reposted it, um, which never works, by the way, for me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, in case you missed it. Um, but I did that and I, I changed up the th- the um, the subject and I, I rewrote it and I tagged him in it. And he commented on it. And it was so fascinating to me what happened. What Uh, happened? So, you know, he didn't share it. He just commented on it. Just said, thanks. It was great to talk to you. Um, And a good post, as I'm looking at the reach, is 1,000 on LinkedIn for me right now. Just to give you some insight into if I post it up there and 1,000 people view it, that's pretty good. By him commenting on it, it was amazing. Um, oh, I, th- I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I think right now the number, as I look at it on the post analytics, is like 68,000 wow. <laughs> or something. It was just so absurd, and it changed the audience, and it changed the people who were seeing the things that we were putting out there. And A, it was super interesting to me, and B, it made me think that I've always been a fan of sharing platforms. Mm-hmm. Like interviewing people who have a lot of influence and sharing their um, content and engaging. And man, it did remind me of the power of influence. And I thought, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. And I, see, I wanted to see what your thoughts I, were. I, yeah, I, I do have a couple of thoughts. One, I don't want to burst your bubble. But I was so excited to see Jeff comment on that post. I looked at it 33,000 times. So <laughs> the reach might not be as deep as you think. Uh, no, I'm kidding, obviously. I think that's fantastic. You know, it's one of those it's it's catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And you and I have talked about content and posting things and there'll be th- times I write something and I'll think, "Wow, that's really profound. I can't wait to post this. It's going to get such traction." And then you hear crickets. Yeah. That's exactly And then there's right. times I I write something in a flurry and I'm done in 15 minutes and I think, "Boy, that's just, you know, just above dog food level of content at low grade dog food. And, and then people are like, this is amazing. And it's all, I, I, I have decided I am a horrible predictor of what people will engage with. Yeah. No, um, for sure. And th- which is again, goes back to our first point. Why consistency is so important. Yeah. You know, I, I am a horrible predictor of what is going to take flight and what is not going to take flight. Yeah. And so many things factor into it. That's really cool. That's really awesome, Kirby. That's, uh, that's exciting stuff. Well, and it's, it, it, it was fun to kind of just go along for that little ride because, of course, it has everything to do with Jeff. But uh, the other piece I think it is is because we don't know what's mm-hmm. going to totally take off and what's going to be the, the sure. lightning in a bottle – it is a reminder that we need to consistently put things out 
because I've I've heard you say it before is to create one viral post you need to create a thousand posts that aren't right exactly or at least I do and I think you're and we this, all do yeah and so um, it was it was a really cool cool thing for me we've talked about it in a session we've given a couple of times and you you have to have the courage to create consistent consumable content yep period. All right, let's do a quick one before we launch into fill in the blank. Yep. So you and I are both followers of Gary V, a yes. real name Gary Vaynerchuk. And oh, I don't know yes. if you know this, yes. but he dropped his signature K-Swiss shoes yesterday. Yeah. And I wanted to know a couple things. One, did you buy a pair? <laughs> Number two, what do you think about that? He, I, so there were two versions of the shoe, uh, 1,400 pair each, and that was it, limited edition. So quick thoughts on that. No, I'm I, I'm so glad you brought it up. I am so fascinated by it. Um, if they aren't sold out already, I was thinking they of buying them. Yeah, um, I think it's awesome. Like I think it's super cool. And actually, it was a topic of conversation in my office yesterday. And it's a perfect mm-hmm. example, a perfect example of how when you provide value to people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. the impact that when you create the audience, you can sell almost anything into that audience. I mean, I seriously was yep. going to buy a pair of K-Swiss shoes. I haven't bought a K-Swiss pair of shoes since I was 15 years old. And yet playing tennis. Yeah. And I I was seriously cons- – and, and in green. And I don't like green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was going to buy them just because Gary has provided so much value. And well, so it's it, will- it was an inspiration to me. I will let you know how comfortable they are when I wear them at Expo because I did buy a pair. I got sucked right into it. It's right in my style. So it's uh, that uh, skater shoe style, tennis shoe style. So I'm very eager to get my grubby little Petri fingers on those shoes. Yeah. Well, did you see the thing where they're they're being resold on like eBay? Oh, yeah. For hire? Oh, yeah. It's so amazing. Gary Vee even said... Uh, I look forward to, in 10 years, buying these back from some of you off of eBay. That is, that's so funny. so funny. All right, so we are up to fill in the blank, and we do have a sponsor. Are you ready to upgrade your EQP? Join the AIM Smart EQP community today and get end quantity pricing from more than 100 uh, of the industry's top suppliers, quality connections with many of the brightest minds in the industry, and cutting-edge training that's going to help you grow your sales and profits fast, and who the hell doesn't want that? Sure. So go to smarteqp.com, and when you register, enter unscripted in the box that says, who referred you to AIM Smart EQP? And you're going to get online access immediately to the complete top secrets of promotional product sales training program from the one and only lovely and talented David Blaze. And that's over a $250 value, so you can't go wrong there. That's absolutely free, though, when you register. So go ahead to Smart EQP now and get the details. Kirby, are you ready for our first fill-in-the-blank? I am ready, my friend. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is... Boring. <laughs> wildly wildly boring like all i can do that morning usually i try to find like i go for a run i try to do something and until football comes on because i could really care less about uh blown up balloons flying down the street could care less well okay i <laughs> see you have a very definite opinion and the good people at macy's thank you <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. So the promo product you use every day is the power bank. Nice. Love the power bank. There's so many good ones out there. Um, so I will not 
endorse one over the other but i i will tell you i love the power bank because i live in terminal fear <laughs> of my phone running out of power yeah i probably have it plugged in far more than i should and if it gets below 50 percent it's yeah, about 50%. I get the sweats. Um, I, I, I get the sweats. So I love having a power bank fully charged at my fingertips at any given point of the day so I can get it above 50%. You are a funny little man, Bill Petrie. Well, I am who I am. And I'm, I'm raw and open and honest, so no, there you I go. It. No, I love All right. it. Okay. Um, the thing uh, – oh, 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 no, oh, is it my sir? turn? Uh, no, sir, it is your turn to be quiet. Okay, it's sorry. It's my turn to ask you one. All right. <laughs> the amount of time an average employee at Hassaman Communications works on the day before Thanksgiving Day is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, at Hassaman Marketing Communications. Um, I would say, gosh, since Dustin is going to edit this and Josh is going to listen to him editing it, I would say nine hours. No, I uh, said the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, just I, making clear. I think because I have a dedicated team. I they they work hard all the time. Well, I don't want to quote Chicago here, but you're the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you want to quote Chicago, I I'm down with that. Uh, that will be the first and last time <laughs> I will quote the band Chicago. All right. Am I allowed to give you a question? Yes, you are. Okay. Not only are you allowed, sir, you're encouraged to. Okay. The thing you like most about Christmas shopping for your family is? Being done with it, Kirby. (laughs) I... I I do not love Christmas shopping. I don't... I don't love Christmas shopping. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly we live in an era now where I can do the vast majority through the miracle of the internet. But... I live in terminal fear of disappointing people, mm. and so I, I struggle with finding the right gift. I'm usually – I'd like to say I'm very thoughtful with my gift giving, um, and I really try to get what people want or what I think they would want. Now, with my children, it's ex- especially difficult. They will give me a list, which is great, but if I don't get them something on the list, man, I hear about it. <laughs> and so – I, I almost have this fear of gift giving now that I am going to cheese somebody off or disappoint them in some way, shape, or form. So I'm just glad when it's over. Um, it's not something I enjoy. It's not something I enjoy at all. Okay. It's the, I, I, I do not love the hustle and bustle of the holidays, and I don't want to go on a rant about the commercialization of Christmas and all that, but I don't, I don't love the constant running back and forth to get things. I'd much rather be thoughtful, get things early, do it through the internet and move on. So you have a terminal fear of a low battery on your phone that's and correct. bad gifts. That's what uh, we established. That's correct. Okay. Maybe maybe with the next film the blank you'll go for the trifecta of <laughs> Bill's fears. Okay. All right. Kirby, your least favorite restaurant on the planet is probably Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah. Why are you hating on the bell? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, what I try to do with these fill in the blanks is just tell like the first thing that pops into my head. And that's, that's what it should be. Yeah, and so that's probably what, what's funny is I heard somebody say like not too long ago is that once you can just get over the fact that Taco Bell's not Mexican food, it's fine, um, which I thought was a pretty good analogy. Right. I, I just I kind of avoid the bell. It doesn't doesn't agree with me, and I don't agree with it. I, I understand. I completely understand. Okay, um, the book that you are currently reading or looking at or whatever right now is setting the table 
Hmm, and okay. It is. Hold on. I'm gonna actually grab it so I can. I, I think it's by Danny. Uh, hold on, just a second. No problem. This is so unscripted. Yeah, that's right. It's a, and this is why yeah, that we throw it out Danny there. Danny Meyer. Okay. I couldn't remember his last name. So he's a restaurant guy in New York City, uh, Gotham Bar and Grill, and quite a few other, uh, quite a few other notable restaurants in New York City. And his whole perspective, and he's a chef. Certainly, the food has to be good, but it's all about service. Mm. It's all about. And really what I've the, – the, my favorite thing in the book, if I can share, which yeah. means I'm going to, is when something goes wrong, the way they view it is you have an opportunity to change the story, mm-hmm. right? So something goes wrong in a restaurant, and, and, and we've all had things ha- go wrong in a restaurant. The sure. food's bad. It's cold. Wrong order. Whatever it is. And you will go tell people, right? You will have no problem telling people, I'm not going back to that restaurant because – they look at every time something goes wrong as an opportunity for them to change the ending of the story because they know people are going to share it that say, hey, something went wrong, but look what they did. They gave me a free meal. They, the, the owner came out and apologized and did so-and-so. They called me a day later and invited me back for a special chef's dining. Mm. All these wonderful things about service and creating that customer experience when things go wrong. Yeah. And I don't think we in business focus on we, we try to focus on making sure things don't go wrong and that's certainly important. That's absolutely critically important. But just as important as realizing that things are out of your control and sometimes they will go wrong. Right. And how you react to those wrong things really can and will define your business to other people because people will share that in a story. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I'll have to check that out. Cool. You will have to check that out. And you know what our listeners need to check out, Kirby? What's that? I bet you I bet you know, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> they need to check out Common Skew because it is the preeminent platform for running your distributor business. Yep. They built it just for the promotional products industry. It's not for the shoe industry. It's not for the candy making industry. It's not for the shoelace industry. No folks, it's for the promotional products industry. And if you're running a distributor business and you want to elevate what you're doing, elevate the offerings to your clients. There is no better way to do it than CommonSkew. So please, we implore you. In fact, we are begging you. Go to CommonSkew.com slash unscripted for your free trial. You really won't be sorry you did. No, I totally agree. The the folks at CommonSkew do a great job. And I, like I say, as a user, I highly recommend it. Excellent. Well, Kirby, this will be the last time we talk before Thanksgiving, so I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your friends and family and enjoy some time off, and I'm sure you'll be sharing some Hassaman beer with uh, everybody in your uh, neck of the woods. So have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, thankful for our friendship, and thankful for all the people listening to this podcast. Man, right back at you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.